You're listening to the Weekend Sport Podcast with Jason Pine from Newstalk ZB. Around this time every Saturday afternoon, we get the pleasure of the company of our Australian correspondent, Adam Peacock from codesports.com.au. How are you, mate? Piney, good, mate. Yourself? Very good, thanks, mate. Want to start with the NRL. We've just been chatting to Kevin Campion, uh, NRL legend, uh, about the Warriors mainly. But you look at the table last night, the Rabbitohs, who were what? Preliminary, they made the preliminary final last year. They're out. Mm. There's still a bit of uh, uh, sort of uh, argy-bargy to be done before the top eight are sorted out. Um, I don't think your Manly Sea Eagles are going to make it, are they? Um, what do you make of the last no. weekend as we as we head towards the finals? Not happening, yeah. Manly, uh, Manly put on a party last night for Jake Chaboyevich in his 200th game. Unfortunately, they played the type of footy that um, makes you think, what a waste of a season. Not mm. uh, how impressive was that? But anyway, that's by the by. The, the main game last night was South and the Roosters. Roosters did really well. They, they had a bit of adversity to deal with through the game and, and dropping the ball and having to defend a lot. And South just couldn't come up with the answers. And it's a complete wasted opportunity for South. After 11 rounds, they were leading the comp. No team in the history of the NRL, while there's been a top eight, have ever had that and missed the finals. So, that, like, when you think about it, that's damn hard to do. And they did it. So, um, a lot of soul-searching happening at one of the big, most famous clubs in all of rugby league is going to go on for the next six months. But teams like the Warriors, I, I look at that top now and I, I just aren't convinced by Penrith. I'll be very interested to see what they come up with this afternoon against North Queensland. But you know, Bellamy with uh, Melbourne, the Warriors, the Wild Cards, Brisbane Wild Cards as well, and Penrith been there, done that. It's such an even comp, and outside that, are, are there others that can infiltrate that top four and, and maybe make the grand final? So we've got a fascinating September ahead. Absolutely, we, we really do. Just at the other end of the table, um, the Tigers are a bit of a rebel, aren't they? A bit of a rebel. Yeah, I that was weird last night. I thought they were better than that. I, I Honestly, like I watched the Manly do a number on the Bulldogs last week and say, well, the Bulldogs are the worst team in the comp, but the, the Tigers came up with that. And yeah, they, they rested a lot of players. They gave a lot of young players a go, so you can't really tell. But it's another year where the Tigers have to go, OK, another another off-season where we're going to rebuild. Like there's, there's three teams that have just chronically underperformed this season, Bulldogs, Dragons, and the Tigers. Now, Bulldogs have been in the news this week about a, a training regime where they made a an unnamed player who was late do wrestling techniques on other players, which was like almost a form of hazing, really. But I don't know what's going on at that joint. But they're the three big, and they're three big Sydney clubs that if they get it right, the the the, the potential is untapped, but um, or un, unbridled potential uh, in a sense. But they, they just can't get it right. And and you look across at say the Warriors who have got the right coach. You, you say Piney last year, you go okay, Penrith are going to lose their two assistants. Cameron Serrato is the only one anyone was talking about. He went to the Bulldogs, and they've had the year they have. Andrew Webster's lobbed at the Warriors, and wow, he's coach of the year, easily, in my opinion. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy how it all turns out, and the Warriors have got a good one in terms of a coach for the next few years at the very yeah. least. Absolutely. You won't get an argument over this side of the Tasman. Uh, that won't uh, come as any surprise. Let's go to the Basketball World Cup, where the Boomers now can finish no higher than ninth after their loss to Slovenia. Um, they would have gone, I think they're top four in the world, aren't they, on the rankings for what they're worth. This will be um, a disappointment for, for the Boomers, won't it? Oh, a huge letdown. Um, they call it the rose gold that we won. <laughs> we finally won a medal in men's basketball at the last Olympics, the bronze medal. Um Slovenia got their own back with that. They got Luka Doncic, who's one of the best players in the NBA. So he's by proxy, he's one of the best players in the world, and and they just couldn't contain him and, and some of the role players last night. And yeah, it is. It's kind of a, I wouldn't say crossroads, but it's a, a generational shift 
coming up. Paddy Mills and Joe Ingalls, not sure how long they can go on, and, and Josh Giddy coming through, and a lot of young players taking baby steps in the NBA as well. I think in, in three to four years' time, the Boomers will be good, but there, there just seems to be this little little bit of a, a hole, if you know what I mean, that, that little bit of a dip. I don't think it's a disaster, or it, it's in, it's a sign of impending disaster for the next 10 years for Australian basketball. We've got too much talent for that, but it is a bit of a letdown that we couldn't get more out of that uh, with the, the calibre of players that we've got. And to football, uh, Graham Arnold, uh, coach of the Socceroos, he's named his uh, side for the uh, Socceroos upcoming friendly. But um, it's been revealed he was offered a job in the uh, Scottish Premier League with uh, Hibernian. Yeah, he's, uh, he turned that yeah. down, though? Yeah, he wanted to stay with the um, Football Australia and the Socceroos. It, it's the start of another World Cup cycle, so he's, he's going to see that through and it, no job security over there. I mean, you, you go, you go okay, okay. Well, you might last a few seasons, but at the moment things turn a bit sour. You're out of the joint. So, um, and then he's what sitting around watching the, the Socceroos qualify for the World Cup, and missing out. So I can see why he turned it down. Nick Montgomery, the, the Mariners coach, he's um, he's been linked heavily to that job now. So interesting to see what happens on that front. But yeah, the Socceroos are playing next week uh, in Dallas in front of eighty thousand mad Mexicans. They're playing Mexico in Dallas, so at the the Dallas Cowboys home ground. So that's going to be a huge occasion. We're we're a New Zealand plane. I know we're meeting you you lot in October in London. Yeah, that that is the uh, that is the the next international for uh, for New Zealand. There's also a game locked in in uh, November against Ireland. Uh, so, but nothing in this no, nothing in this upcoming window, unfortunately. Yeah, fair enough. No, the, the, I think they wanted a game. The Socceroos wanted a game over there with a, a look ahead to 2026 and playing in potentially hostile environments, playing teams from South America, Latin America, um, on US soil, which is a big potential at the World Cup, given how the World Cup draws are done. So, yeah, it's um, a good little experiment over there. And I heard from Graham Arnold, apparently had a tour of the the Dallas Cowboys Hall of Fame area, and he he was blown away by that. So he's going to come back to Australia, I think, thinking, why the hell haven't we got something like that for our (laughs) footballers here? So he'll come back with plenty of ideas and hopefully a good result as well. Just on that squad that he's named, I see there are five new caps. So good to see, or uh, well, five uncapped players. Good to see that he's uh, continuing to, to, you know, blood new players into his squads. Uh, Sam Silvera is one of them. Uh, he was terrific in the A League last season, wasn't he? Now with Middlesbrough, um, this kid's. Um, I don't think he's flying under the radar necessarily, but wasn't he at Newcastle for a while and couldn't even get in the team? Yeah, he was at uh, Central Coast to start with. Alan Stajic had him there. He, he was a Wanderers junior. He, he actually here's a little lesson for all the, the kids out there that are told they're not good enough at youth level or or not big enough. He he was actually played down in age because he was so small for his age. Sam Silvera when he was coming through, um, and he eventually found his way back into the professional environment. And he's been around. He went to Portugal as well, probably too soon. Uh, but Nick Montgomery and the Mariners um, certainly rectified or re-established his A-League career, and he's gone on, and he's got off to a really good start at Middlesbrough. So he's, he's an awesome story, Sam Silvera, and um, it's great that he's got the opportunity. He's, he's now about 23, 24, so it's not like he's 19. He's fresh to all this, so it's, it's taken a little while with him, but it's um, I think the penny's dropped. Good man, Adam. Always great chatting, mate. Thanks for your time, as always. We'll uh, chat again next Saturday. Sounds good, Piney. Have a good one. You too, mate. Adam Peacock, codesports.com.au is where you can read him. He's our regular Saturday afternoon Australian correspondent with all things sporting across the ditch. For more from Weekend Sport with Jason Pine, listen live to News Talk ZB weekends from midday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.